Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. All right, everyone, welcome to episode 19, the best one yet. Who knows? Who really knows? (laughs) Always and forever. Always, only improving, only improving life motto, podcast model, and overall horse show motto. <laughs> until, until you hit a really bad day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we love this. This is our passion project until we absolutely hate it. Right. It can go from always improving to just survive really quick. Yeah. Let's talk about setbacks. Okay. All right. I feel like we're both versed in this area. <laughs> what do you want to know about setbacks? We've done, we wrote the textbook. <laughs> Welcome to Setbacks 101. <laughs> if you like this course, feel free to subscribe to our 202 class. <laughs> oh, God. And 303, 404, and 505. <laughs> you take our master's course <laughs> in setbacks. Get your PhD in overcoming setbacks. <laughs> setbacks. I think we should talk about what a setback could even be. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes you don't always realize what a setback is. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think it can be as little as, like, going out to practice and just, like, your horse set up really great the day before and then today, like, doesn't know how to move his right foot. It's just like, nope, it's planted, not moving, like, doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a setback. I think, right, it could be, like, thinking you've gotten really far, whether it's, like, you showing, practicing, riding, whatever, um, to a show, to even, like, your horse getting sick, you know, it's obviously a major one, or, like, yourself getting sick is, or even, like, life events, too, that might necessarily pull you apart from, like, you know, things get busy, and life happens, and then it's, like, wow, I haven't seen my horse in two weeks or three weeks or yeah, whatever, you yeah. know? And it's like, I haven't been on a horse since the last show. And Right. You know. It could be like a new job. It could be like anything, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. There's like a lot of travel. Yeah. But I think setbacks, yeah, I think it's important to realize if you're in a setback. You know, because yeah. like to some people it might be obvious, but to others, you know, it might not be, and you might not necessarily realize that, like, oh, right. this is just how it is. Like, right. Just- you know? And it's, like, maybe you get home from a show, and you watch your video, and you're, like, wow, like, I really thought we had overcome dropping our shoulder, or, you know, whatever it was, but you're, like, nope, clearly we did it, you yeah. know? Or, like, yeah. wow, like, I really thought I have gotten better at, like, staying framed up in the equitation or mm-hmm. the horsemanship, you know, and it's like, nope, literally looked like a sack of potatoes up there, yeah. you know, like, like, hmm, fun. No, like, I think those are all, like, valid setbacks, too. Yeah. And I think the thing that really sucks about setbacks is it could be minor, and you could let it spiral and spiral and spiral. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know, like, maybe we want to talk about... <laughs> 101 here like how we've overcome them and stuff like that um because I think that it's important how you look at them too Mm -hmm. that really helps overcome them at least that's like what I found 
Yeah, I think one, when you like recognize and admit them. Like I know a lot of times I'll see something happening and I just like to pretend that it isn't happening or be like, oh, it was just a bad day. It was just a bad day. Like I don't want to give it more substance than what it already Make it seem like you don't want to acknowledge it because then it's like either it becomes real or like it wasn't a fluke. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Like when you have a bad setup, you're like, eh, it was just a bad setup. And then you're like, yeah. no, I just let him have this bad habit now. Cool, fun. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't know. Like, so like what? Our first our first step to a set a setback is acknowledging it. Yeah. Like, I think you need to acknowledge it and not like not deny it, you know? Like, the five mm-hmm. stages of grief are, like, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance, you know? So it's, like, which I think that's very valid. Like, you can deny, like, oh, no, 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 like, that was just a bad day. Or, like, yeah, you can get angry, like, wow. You know, so maybe step one, not- step one is denial. Yeah, step one Step denial. two is acceptance. Step two is acceptance. Yeah. Acknowledging. Yeah, that's acceptance. That's I think understanding should be step three. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this an issue? Yeah, like finding the root cause. Did I? Yeah, yeah, root cause. Yeah, root cause. Right. (laughs) Am I the issue here, or is it like something else? Is this me? Um, Usually, just default to yourself. I think is a good rule of thumb. Unfortunate as that is. Okay. Step four. Yeah, like just create a plan. A plan of attack. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's five? Get to work, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's so easy to be, to get discouraged and to not right want to face things or think like, hey, you know, we'll try again tomorrow and see if it's still a thing tomorrow. You know, like, maybe we were both just having an off day, you know? And, like, I think, yeah. and then it's like, tomorrow, you're like, ah, like, I don't want to go out because... What if it wasn't an off day? So you're yeah. like, well, maybe they just need a break. So then, like, you right. know, you're just like right. putting it off. And then you're six steps back and you need to be 12 steps forward to go to the yeah. show. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, or you hope just like getting and going to the show is going to fix it, you know? And it's not. Maybe it will, but it likely won't. Likely it'll just compound. I had this dumb thought for forever. And sometimes I still think about it. I think like, he'll be better in the show pen, you know, like, he'll, like, he knows when he's showing, so he'll be good, you know, like, he'll jog tighter in the pen, because he knows he's being judged, but I'm like, why do I think that, like, I don't know, maybe it's happened before, and, you know, I've just looked, like, oh, that was cool, and that's what made me think that, but, yeah, I, it's not a thing. Yeah. So I think what we step one is denial. I think we wanted to put that in there because, like, like you said, maybe it's just an off day or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're considering denial. Yeah. In this case, because you you a might not realize it's even a setback at that point. Right. And like sometimes you might not notice that it's happening until someone like brings it up to you. Yeah, it like, can be so gradual. Yeah, like I've had that happen, like. Since when does he take 12 steps? Or since when does it take, you know, 
three three asks to get him to pick up his back foot you know like mm-hmm. when does that happen I'm like oh I guess it's been like that for a while and yeah. I was just letting it happen I was just babying him you know like yeah huh you're right that could honestly might be the hardest part oh for sure about this whole thing because like I don't know we're all inherently prideful people you know and like don't want to admit like yeah, I've oh, been yeah. doing that wrong, or, like, yeah, I've been letting him get away with it because it's easier than having a fight, or, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe you just don't realize it, maybe you just, yeah, or you don't even know, you don't even realize, no. or, like, you you might not even know otherwise, even, you Yeah, know? like, that's the thing that I always find embarrassing, like, I'm gonna say that the word, like, called out, but, like, not necessarily negatively, but, like, when I get called out for something not going right and I'm like oh I I didn't even know he was doing yeah, that or like yeah. I didn't know right that like I don't love to admit that I was doing it wrong because I didn't know better right, or like right. I didn't know yeah you know like yeah so once you accept it then we move on <laughs> hope you all are taking notes <laughs> once we've accepted it then we move on to root cause maybe it's something you can root cause yourself maybe it's something you need help with yeah. It could be, like, it could be all sorts of things, right? Maybe if it wasn't something you were aware of, now you're aware of it and can fix it. But, you mm-hmm. know, oh, my Lanta. <laughs> really? You're trying to get your steps in? You just have to stand up every hour. I've oh, stood really? I've stood oh. up. Yeah, you have. So, it's fine. Yeah. No, but, like, maybe it's something you can fix and you just weren't aware of. Or maybe it's, like, that's a seriously fundamental issue. Like, they just get super anxious or something. Yeah. Like, some horses, like just cannot fathom standing quietly at the cone. And yeah. it's just, you know, they're just like a nervous, nervous horse. And it's like, yeah. okay, you know, <laughs> kind of sucks when it's your horse, but right. <laughs> right. You know? You're standing at the cone for showmanship and you're a little anxious. They're a little anxious. You're wondering what if I trip and fall? They're like, what if I trip and fall? <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of you are like, what if we both trip and fall? <laughs> and they're like, do you notice the judges sitting over there in those really scary right. chairs? Like, right. I know I just walked by a chair like two minutes ago, but like, oh my god, that one looks scary. That one's super scary. <laughs> by the way, did you see the dog up in the stand? Yes. Yeah. Like, by the way, do you smell that? Right. I think it's breakfast cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So, denial, acceptance, root, root cause. cause. Yeah. You might need help on that one, honestly. Especially if it wasn't, yeah, something you were aware of. Yeah, and, like, I think there's no shame in, like, picking someone's brain or hauling to a lesson or just, like, you know, like. There's so many resources that it might be the vet. It might be, like, a trainer. Yeah, it might be the vet. It might be a trainer. Like, maybe you'll be able to read an article and be like, okay, like, here's an exercise that can help. And typically you can tell the difference in things yeah yeah well and I think this is where people get so inventive you know Mm -hmm. like it could you know you might have someone like completely homeopathic come in and like start doing body work and doing essential oils and all sorts of stuff but like whatever works man like if that's the issue and that fixes it that's totally chill but like Mm -hmm. it could be as simple as getting like a saddle fitter out there and be like not that saddle boy yeah you know like there's just a lot like get as creative as you want to I guess yeah you know Depending how invested you are, there's definitely a line to be drawn there for sure. Oh, for sure. Or else you're going to have the worst communicator on the phone line. Oh, God. Um, yeah. We should do that. We should do that for a podcast. 
We'll start a GoFundMe. We'll do a vlog, maybe. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Step four is plan of attack. Yeah. Plan of attack. Yeah. Uh, not a lot to be said on that one. I mean, it might come, sounds pretty, I think, pretty clear, pretty evident what that is. Yeah, you sort of get down to it and start working. Yeah. Know? I mean, figure out what your budget is for this plan of attack, right? If it's like a $20,000 bed treatment or something, like, nowhere to draw the line. Yeah, yeah. Be realistic with... And, like, what the chances are, too. Understand the chances of the fix, too, I think is something else. Exactly. And it's, like... If it's a $20,000 thing with, like, a 5% chance of, like, complete, like, recovery... Mm-hmm. If you've got that money to gamble with, awesome. Yeah. I'll get you my email. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit us up. Right. You know? Just get on it. This continuing, I don't know. Because you not would not get discouraged, you know? Yeah. Like, you would hate to have a rough patch. Like, if you, you, looking at it like a sunk cause, you would hate to have a rough patch and not be able to come out of it with something. Oh, for sure. You know? And, like, you'd hate to have a rough patch. Like, if you're going to go through something kind of painful, you might as well make it for the better. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you try to solve it? If you're going to get a nose job, you better look better afterwards, right? Like, think of, like, your rough patch as your nose job. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you might as well build from it. Yeah, and it's, like, even, like, you owe that to the horse. You know what I mean? Like, if there's something wrong. Especially if you're the problem. Yeah, like, if you're the problem, like, well, that's awkward. But, you know, like. You owe it to them to be as good for them as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why accepting it and trying to, like, recause it is so important so early on in seeing a rough patch is because, like, I know, like, how like how many times do you, like, sit at a show or whatever? Like, I know what shows, like, I could be, like, an absolute roller coaster of emotions if things aren't going right. Like, yeah, you know, something, like, we just absolutely, like, get our butts handed to us and something, and I go... We just practiced so long for that. Like, why do I think this is a good idea? Like, maybe I should just be done. You know, maybe this is my last show ever. Like, I really got to be more appreciative of it. Because um, that's my last show ever, and I didn't treat it like that, you know. Two days later, I'm, like, back practicing and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like horse shows are always just, like, a roller coaster of emotions for me. Because... You know, like, you feel like you're hitting your stride in one class, and then you're, like... Okay, that didn't go well, so let's try this class, and then, okay, that went better, so then, like, you're feeling, you're feeling good again, then you're like, okay, well, you know, it's, like, it's so one thing after the other, I always feel like, yeah. Well, I think especially if you, like, start to hit more and more shows, too, it's, Mm -hmm. like, where do you find the standard at which to hold yourself to? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I've got a show next weekend, you know, or, like, Oh, it's fine. Like, we've been hitting so many shows lately, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm sure we're just tired from the last one. Yeah. You know how, like, finding that, like, balance between quality and quantity? Mm -hmm. How do you know too many shows is too many shows for you? Um, I think once you start... Hating your life. Yeah, (laughs) or, like, getting into, like, geeks, and when, when it starts to feel like a chore... Is when I know, like, or when I'm sort of like, oh, I have a show this weekend. Instead of like, oh, like, I have a show this weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where you're not like pumped and like ready to go. And if the trailer's not packed on Wednesday because you're excited to go, like, yeah, that's when you know, like, you might as well just stay home. And again, like, 2020 was kind of great in that aspect because there were so few shows. Like, yeah. I didn't get burned out at all. Like, right, I was right. pretty, you know, I went to different shows that I would have gone to. And, 
you know, whatever. But yeah, once I know like it's starting to feel like a chore and I'm like, okay, so they're probably starting to feel that way too. You know, of course get nothing out of being competitive for you. They really don't. No. And so once I start feeling that way, I'm like, all right, he's probably been feeling that way for at least probably a couple weeks longer than I have. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I know. Like, all right, let's take a, take a step back. Chill for a bit. What's one warning label you wish your horse or horse showing came with? Yeah. What is one thing you wish young, naive Angela would have listened to before picking this as your hobby? Um, prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> prepare to be drained um, mentally, physically, financially. <laughs> No, um, you know, I would probably warn myself that horses really are not meant to have small pieces of metal tacked onto their feet and they know it. And so they'll, they'll pull them off at any given opportunity and that shit's expensive. You, you seem to have a lot of issues with shoes. I really do. And you know what? Toby still has those shoes on. Like I'm a, I'm just a poor parent at this point. Like I am just failing miserably because I cannot get those freaking shoes to come off. So I'm just, I'm at a loss when I like say a prayer every night, like, please just don't let him throw a shoe. And then I come out and he's either got one sprung or one's gone, or whatever, and I'm so disappointed. Isn't it, isn't the rule of thumb, like, every six to eight weeks, a farrier should be out there? Um, yeah, he gets his feet done, because his toes grow a lot faster than his heels, so he gets his toes done every four weeks. So he is- so how does he still have shoes on? Massively overdue. Well, the farrier that- (laughs) Again, so the farrier that he goes to is pretty pricey. <laughs> so, and I usually haul him there for his shoes and whatever. Well, now that it's like winter, our trailer is like drifted in. I'm like a four foot drift. Um, and the other guy that we had coming who would do the other two horses feet and he would trim Toby. I didn't let him shoe Toby, but I let him trim him. <laughs> He um, either got tired of my bullshit or retired. Hopefully it's the latter and not the former. I'm not sure. So, yeah, we just need to find another local farrier to come and just do it. And I just, I'm just a poor parent at this point. Like, I don't know why it's been so difficult. But it's also been, you know, a polar vortex. And every single time we, like, reach out, like, all right, this is happening this week something happens i get the plague or you know whatever yeah but yeah these have been on um far longer i i don't even know when he got these shoes on it was probably october like i'm not lying it was probably october three months yeah yeah it's um it's a miracle he's not 
Toby, understand that you are capable of this and apply that in like three, four months from now. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, come on. Yeah. <clears throat> it's fine. It's fine. What's another warning sign? A uh, warning hmm? alert? <laughs> warning is scared of its own shadow. <laughs> yes. I love that. I, I haven't had that had that too bad, but I also haven't had a young horse in a minute, so I guess we're gonna find out. <laughs> um, escape artist, that's a good one. I know you and I have both had, yeah, experience with that. Um, likes your human cookies, so bring extra. Oh man, alive. That's a good one. I tried to feed Dory an Oreo once. It was off-brand. It was off-brand. Mm. She didn't like it. She wanted the real Oreos. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Me too, Dory. <laughs> Me too. Toby likes the um, frosted cookies with the little sprinkles on them. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll eat them sans sprinkles too, but he exactly. really likes the sprinkles. Yeah. And he'll go nuts. He'll do some things for a uh, fortune cookie. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, he can hear the rapper, and he's like... Yeah, maybe I should go get some Lady Gaga Oreos for Dory and see what she thinks about those. I think those are a new thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them. I haven't tried them, because I live alone, so if I don't like it, then it's tough. Right. You gotta eat it. <laughs> right. But you can't gamble like that when you live alone. Exactly. You really gotta commit to whatever you're gonna eat. Um, um, I had a horse that would eat the cantina chips by Tostitos or whatever. Oh, that's probably, well, I mean, they're corn. They're sharp is what they are. And it oh. made me so nervous because <laughs> like I would be eating one and he would just like come around and just like take one or whatever. And I'm like, first of all, where did you come from? I just put you in your stall. And two, like, <laughs> excuse me, like ask next time and I'll give you one. And three, like, let me know if you need the Heimlich because I think those are sharp. Because those are, like, the thing I always choke on is, like, chips. And I shouldn't be, like, admitting to that. But, like, sometimes it'll get caught in my windpipe and I'll just be, like, uh, uh, <laughs> trying to, like, push it down through my esophagus. And people are looking at me strange. And I'm, like, it's fine. Just carry on. I'll be okay. Yeah. I always forget that horses can choke on things. And I, I probably shouldn't. Um, this weekend, I gave a friend's horse, like, a whole candy cane. And I wasn't even, like, thinking about it. I just, like, handed it to him. And he started eating it. And he just, like, took the whole thing out of my hand, and I walked away, and she was like, you didn't, you didn't break that up for him? And I was like, uh-huh, no, sorry, my bad. <laughs> I didn't even think about it, and then she was, like, all concerned about him choking, and I was like, hmm, I would have been halfway to the house if you wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Toby's a tough man. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Toby would have made it to level 10 on the Oregon Trail. Exactly. Whatever, like, he would have made it to Oregon. Yeah, he would have been fine. Um, what are other ones? High maintenance. Yeah. Yes. Definitely something I knew as a younger kid, right? But, like, the threshold at which it, like, it can really, it's kind of like the hockey stick, right? Like, a little bit, a little bit, and then all of a sudden, just bam, never ending. <laughs> like, you can find something, you can find something and deem it maintenance all year long. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. No, I get it. Um, emo <laughs> emotional baggage. 
that's true i love that some horses especially are like super can be like really happy and you have to deal with that or like some of them can just be really anxious and you're like whoa 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 like i'm anxious already like (laughs) i was looking for you to be my anchor not the other way around i was looking for a therapy pet and you were not holding up your end of the deal (laughs) right right uh (laughs) prepared to be disappointed yeah again we, we we covered that um complete dork yeah I got that um <laughs> snow falling through the cracks in my indoor arena causes me to spin and bolt away well you know snow is so abrasive anyway it's like, so cold I mean we can't be blaming them it's like negatives out for like the past couple weeks I and know. I think really what they're they're just looking to show off their athletic prowess. It's not their fault. Exactly. Yeah. I... We got some really good submissions on this. Like, people really, we really were, like, showed up. We really did. <laughs> people wish they would have had a lot of warnings. <laughs> I guess it's a way to look at that. People really feel gypped. I think one of my warnings should have been, should have stuck with trail riding. It's cheaper. Maybe oh, not necessarily, sure. depending on, like, the levels and where you go and stuff, but, like, should have stuck with trail riding. It's more scenic, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hmm, yeah. <laughs> you should have stuck with just petting the ponies at the petting zoo. <laughs> right. Let the warning sign to the parents... Let the little pony chomp a little bit harder on your kids so that way they don't find them cute and adorable and they won't want one. Let your kid get on the nastiest, raunchiest looking pony at the little merry-go-round thing and just better off happening there. Put some like oats, sink, like bathe their hand in oats or something like that. So when they go to like pet the horse, pony, whatever, that it just absolutely starts nibbling and licks them. Exactly. I think if I would have gotten bit a little harder as a child, I would not have been as big a fan. I think if I would have, like, not watched Saddle Club so religiously, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Saddle Club really did a number. And I only watched a couple episodes, but I was like, Wow, I would love for that to be me. I'm not gonna lie, when I was sick last week and like on my deathbed, that popped up on my um like suggested title. I don't know how, but it did. And I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. So I watched like six episodes and I was like, there was a lot of <laughs> miscommunication and misinformation in that in that TV yeah. show. I remember you, like, messaging me last week. You were like, do mm-hmm. you ever watch, like, The Saddle Club? And I was like, not a lot. But, yeah, that makes sense now. Right. Um, <laughs> I was just laying in bed. A PSA, a PSA to anyone out here who's, like, doing, like, the horse or pony type shows, right? Whether it's Heartland or, you know, Saddle mm-hmm. Club or whatever they all are. My Little Pony, I don't know what it is, like, what anything is. But, like, make it realistic, Please, um, make it, you know, do a little bit of, like, a realistic shout-out. 
um, you know, put some, let's talk about the trade-offs. Make it a little less appealing. So that way I know what I'm getting into. Yeah, let's not make it look so glamorous. And so easy, you know, like, yeah. gosh, I mean, what's her, what's the horse's name? Lisa, are the lady girl's name Lisa? She just gets on this little pony and goes sailing over this three foot wall on her first lesson ever. And just had perfect equitation. And she was like, that was so easy. It's so fun. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Yeah. Whatever. We're not here to discuss the flaws in the saddle club. You hate to break our childhood like that. Yeah, let's not. I'm sorry for being so negative. What is the cringiest moment looking back while we're talking about childhood? What's the cringiest moment of your like younger horse career, maybe? Um, I don't know why I was thinking about this today, but probably because I was wearing a really ratchet outfit this morning. Um, it always comes back to clothing. Yeah, I used to think, and granted, like, I was 10 and, like, probably weighed 70 pounds soaking wet and was, like, four foot tall, but I would walk around and, like, jeans or light wash jeans that I loved my black cowboy boots and then like a black cami you know oh. and um my sparkly belt and I had this like little belt buckle that I probably got out of like a claw machine that just like had or like I got it for I don't know what it was like I thought that was like the cool and then I had my little my cell phone um holder with like a beaded string on it that had like a horse head at the bottom that went on the antenna of my cell phone that didn't work, but I had it. Um, <laughs> like I you thought, didn't have minutes or whatever? Yeah, I don't even know if that phone had minutes. Like, I think that was just like an old phone that my dad was like, here, you can play with it or whatever it was, but <laughs> maybe it didn't have minutes. I don't know. Um, but I thought that outfit was like, the coolest outfit like I vividly Great remember home. I know like I vividly remember like laying that out special to wear to the county fair the one day and I was like everyone's gonna see my outfit and they're gonna think I look so cool um so yeah that was my most special outfit but I guess that wasn't really horse related um my very first email address um was blackie underscore smoke so the pony and then the horse's name at hotmail.com hotmail yeah or maybe it's daisy underscore smoke which again another horse so i was like but yeah so that was a little bit regrettable um I used to think it was really funny to like set my MSN picture has like a picture of the pony and then like talk to people as if I were the pony. <laughs> and then I would change it back to a picture of me and say like, oh, I'm back. <laughs> 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 it's 
so cute, clever catfishing before catfishing was <laughs> the OG catfisher exactly god I told someone today they were like what are you what are you doing tonight and I was like oh I'm podcasting with my friend and they were like oh what's your podcast about and I was like oh horses horse showing life in general and he goes oh so you're like a, a full-on horse girl huh and I was like yeah but I I'm not weird it's more of a sport than a hobby to me yeah. <laughs> he was like I guess I'll take your word for it. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I felt 12 again. So. <laughs> it was your um, I'm trying to think of some of my cringy things. I think, well, it always, again, comes back to the outfits. I would wear, like, these breeches, like, just, like, cheap breeches with, like, yeah. cowboy boots and like a cutoff that I would like I like I would wear to basketball practice. Mm-hmm. It was like a cutoff and like a colorful sports bra type thing. And I thought I was cool. I was like, yeah, look at me. Yeah. Um, you know, breeches for comfort, cowboy boots for comfort. Um, <laughs> cutoff for comfort and breeze to the pits. Like, doesn't get me better on a hot summer day. I don't think so. You were working so hard. You just needed it. Exactly. Um, so that was fun. Um for sure. I just, this is, like, I think another cringy, like, kind of cute, kind of cringy. I think they kind of are synonymous at this point, um, in retrospect, until our friends ask us about these, and they find this archive of cringy moments from our childhood, but, um, in second grade, we, like, wrote these, like, storybooks or whatever, and, like, how to draw pictures, and I, being the avid writer I was at the time, wrote one about, like, power ponies, the super, like, superhero po- ponies or whatever. Um, obviously, it was a really well-written... Um, mm. It stuck with you. Book in, like, 12 pages, fabulous pictures, a lot of character development, climax, mm. um, conclusion. It really just checked all the boxes of a good novel. Um, it just happened to be illustrated by a second grader. Mm. Yeah. Did the ponies wear capes? You betcha they did. <laughs> How else were they going to fly? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's another cringy one for sure. <laughs> Power ponies. I like it. Thank you. I thought it was pretty good until That's about fourth grade. Uh, who was? It was the Powerpuff Girls. Mm, yeah. What's another one? Hmm. Same I oh. power named things. Yeah, I was. I was so excited to like. Well, I wasn't excited to move to Iowa when we first moved, but once we moved and like settled in, I was super excited to go to school every day and tell my teacher what the horse did the night before or bless your teacher yeah like I was in fourth grade and I don't know I don't think I was weird but there probably was and yeah like well and one of the teachers had horses so it wasn't weird when I told her but the other three teachers probably didn't need to know what Blackie and or Smoke or April did the night before you know like they, they probably didn't need to know Right. I was like admin. I'm sharing it every single day. I'm sure they're just like, 
the teacher like goes home and like they're getting ready for school or whatever and they're like damn I'm gonna have to listen to that kid tell me about her pony again I'm like maybe I'll just pay the vet to put it down yeah I was like I remember one time like my pony I think he got out or whatever and we got him back super easy but I remember thinking like I should look up her name was like Mrs. Irvin or whatever in the phone book and call her and tell her my pony's out so that way she can like look for him. And we got him super easy. So glad I didn't call. But I was like, You're probably like at the phone trying to call and Michelle and Tom are like, what are you doing? She's gotta know. She's gotta know. Yeah, I... So, like, when we, when my grandparents had the ponies or whatever, and we would have, like, art class on Fridays with the art teacher, mm. and I would, you know, we'd all be, like, sitting crisscross applesauce, spiders in our laps, um, gathered on the floor, and we're getting ready to, like, oh, what's everyone's plans for the weekend? And Maddie would raise her little hand and go, I'm gonna go see my pony sheepy boy, and be like, and it's gonna be so exciting, and I'm gonna go ride, and I'm gonna go, like, whatever, whatever, right, and, like, that, I was just so pumped, right, like, every, like, every Friday in kindergarten, that was what my plans were, um, or at least when we planned to go over there, I had to make it known, you know. <laughs> All right, folks, so we are through with episode 19. Uh, hope you made it this far. I think we, we had some fun, fun making it, had some cringe-worthy moments going down memory lane. Um, um, I, I kind of hope that you guys can beat our cringe-worthy moments, but they were pretty bad, so it's, it's cool if you can't. Um, but anyway, like, subscribe, uh, continue to follow us. We're really enjoying making the podcast and finding some community with you guys. Um, so let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you don't want to hear. And we, we might take it under advisement. You never know. We're kind of wild cards. So <laughs> until then, keep up with us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Let's Define Win. And we'll see you next time. Good job.